Today is Friday, April 2nd, 2010, and this is Radio Wave. Network Information Service, I'm Robert John. Developers bet the organic farm. Working farm communities are springing up across the nation as people are beginning to place greater and greater value on a stable local food source that is not dependent upon mega grocery stores or upon the health of the severely declining economy. Given the direction of the economy, many are concerned with simply how they will be feeding themselves in the near future. While some residential farm developments are established in existing rural areas, other developments, on the other hand, are being established right in the middle of urban areas. For example, the farming community of Prairie Crossing in Grays Lake, Illinois, boasts a short commute to downtown Chicago. And the farming community of Agrotopia is right in the middle of an urban area in Gilbert, Arizona. There is no single formula for establishing one of these types of communities, as developers and residents have come up with a variety of ways to structure and fund these endeavors. It is becoming clear that man is beginning to feel the need to return to the soil, both for the benefit of his soul as well as his physical survival. Given the fact that a stable food source is becoming a serious concern for many, it's no surprise that these farming communities are attracting many people. The Bible is written in the language of those who lived close to the soil, and as man has distanced himself so much from the soil, he often finds it hard today to understand and apply the scriptures to his life. Our Lady also speaks in the language of those close to the soil, and through this it is clear that part of her call is a return to the soil. Such a return will help us to more fully comprehend her words and return to the scriptures with greater understanding. But the choice remains within every heart. Our Lady said on January 25, 2008, Your heart is like plowed soil, and it is ready to receive the fruit which will grow into what is good. You, little children, are free to choose good or evil. Therefore, I call you to pray and fast. Plant joy, and the fruit of joy will grow in your hearts. And on February 25th, 2006, With prayer and renunciation, say yes to God, and He will give to you in abundance. As in springtime, the earth opens to the seed and yields a hundredfold, so also your Heavenly Father will give to you in abundance. This is the Medge Network Information Service. India in uproar over blasphemous image of Jesus. The government in the Indian state of Meghalay has confiscated elementary school textbooks showing pictures of Jesus Christ using tobacco and holding a can of beer. The Catholic Church in India has banned all textbooks by Skyline Publications from all its schools, and the church has asked the government to take strict action against the publisher to ban publications containing material of this sort in the future. The worldwide increase in aggressive public blasphemy is alarming many and is further indication of the swell of anti-Christian sentiment. By no means are Christians supposed to stand by idle in the midst of this and let such grievous offenses against God persist. Jesus himself drove those who profaned the temple out with a whip. 
but we must also recognize that those souls who blaspheme are in great danger of losing salvation and are in great need of prayer. On January 10, 1983, Our Lady spoke about the blasphemy of those that go to hell. Men who go to hell no longer want to receive any benefit from God. They do not repent, nor do they cease to revolt and to blaspheme. They make up their mind to live in hell and do not contemplate leaving it. Our Lady said on March 25, 1999, Dear children, in a special way I call you to pray for the conversion of sinners, for those who pierce my heart and the heart of my Son Jesus with the sword of hatred and daily blasphemies. Let us pray that they convert. From the Medj Network Information Service, I'm Robert John. This is Medjugorje.com. Stay tuned for our regular radio wave broadcast, brought to you by Caritas of Birmingham. Undeniable. Unstoppable. No one on earth will escape it. Changing the course of history till the last man walks the earth. Never has the world seen before, and once gone, never will they see again. Medjugorje, the apparitions of the Virgin Mary, the Queen of Peace, the final call to conversion, and the last apparitions on earth. Medjugorje, the fulfillment of all Marian apparitions, a booklet by a friend of Medjugorje, available from Caritas of Birmingham. Order on medj.com, spelled mej.com, and click on Medjmart, or call in the U.S. 205-672-2000. Medjugorje, the fulfillment of all Marian apparitions. You're listening to Radio Wave with a friend of Medjugorje. Good evening, everyone, and thank you for joining us on tonight's broadcast of Radio Wave. Our host is a friend of Medjugorje, and uh, for those of you joining us for the first time, uh, in 1982, Mariana, one of the six uh, visionaries of Medjugorje, uh, had her last daily apparition. And uh, during that time, uh, Our Lady revealed to her or spoke to her and told her that she would only appear to her uh, on March 18th, uh, which was the date of Mariana's birthday. Since that time, Our Lady began uh, to give messages to Mariana and to appear to her on the second of every month. They began as interior locutions uh, where Mariana uh, heard and saw Our Lady in an interior way. And uh, in the last uh, several years, they have uh, become uh, where they are apparitions on the second of the month and uh, messages for the world on a day, the second of the month, that Our Lady said is a day designated as prayer uh, for non-believers. And so as we begin this broadcast, we ask uh, that you open your hearts in prayer as we turn Radio Wave over to our host, a friend of Medjugorje. Mary, it is you who opened the hearts up of the hardened sinner, as well as those who are closed completely to God. And through your love and your touch, we wish to hear this through your message. Amen. Well, we go through another second of the month. Always exciting. We have the saying again, we've heard from the village, can't wait till the 25th, and that's what we look forward from this point. It's like a spoiled child. We get these messages and sugars from heaven or candies, as Maria said. When our lady gives us candies, and we want to... Uh, Get the message, and then we get the message, and we look forward to the next message. And it's always exciting to see what I was going to say. But there's enough in this message to reflect to the to the from this second of the month all the way to the 25th to the next time we hear from Our Lady that uh, we can feast on, especially on this Good Friday. Uh, a lot of times we think of 
the passion in, in Jesus and just the sorrow and the sorrow and the sorrow. And I remember sitting with Maria once when she was here. We were out someplace, and I said, did Our Lady ever say to you uh, that she can't promise to make you happy like she did Bernadette? And Maria says, no, she, she doesn't say this. I said, well, because up to these apparitions, everything we think of this, we think of the sorrows, the passion, the difficulties, the crosses, the unhappiness of, of being a Christian in the sense of constant persecutions. And yet Our Lady recalls us back to the organic Christian entity when they, when they were joyful Christians, when they joyfully went and gave their whole life, their whole body into the, to the lions and joyfully. And so she promised, because we were in a dire time during Bernadette's time, just the economic situation, society itself, the culture, with peasants and, and the harshness of life. Uh, Maria was told by Our Lady that she wants to have uh, her life and, and joy. She wants, her to make, she wants her to be happy in this life. So for this, this we really must realize that our life is not to be sent, spent in sorrow. And uh, the visionaries one time was uh, surprised that Our Lady came on one good Friday. It was 18, April 13, 1990. And she said this, Dear children, I'm happy to see you tonight. And they didn't expect this. What's happy? It's Good Friday. Well, you know, if, if anybody knows that day and the passion of that day, you, it's not what they expected from the, Our Lady. You know, dear children, that when my son was dying, I was alone with him and just some other women. And so I'm happy to see you here tonight in such a large number. Tonight also, when you go back home, pray the rosary in front of the crucifix and be thankful to God. So the joy of what Jesus did for us, we always focus on the, the negative side and just how horrible and the sorrow, and that's real, and we are to meditate on the passion. There's great merit and great graces of meditating on the passion, particularly in front of the Blessed Sacrament. At the same time, it's not a doom and gloom thing. It was, it was, a, it was a thing that the, the angels rejoiced. Uh, in fact, we were going to play a song tonight, a song we didn't get. We should have been perfect for tonight. Do you not find that song, Joan? Which one? The one... Uh, we're the boxing match. <laughs> we'll have to play it in the future. But anyway, uh, it's just about the victory and the joy of the victory. When Satan had won these three days, locked them in the tomb, everything was doom and gloom. The apostles were darkened. They heard Jesus. They, didn't, they, they knew what to believe, and yet they were tested. And even Mary's test faith was, may have been tested, not, not broken, in our addition our faith. But surely it was under assault by the devil. You know, she, she, um, you know, she, Satan certainly was saying he's not going to come back. This is not real. And she was fighting back saying she is. She was confident it was. But that doesn't mean he can't assault. So these three days of the death of Jesus to the resurrection is one of jubilation and all of heaven rejoicing and, and heaven opening up. And can you imagine the entourage of Joseph with Jesus, his foster son, walking into that with the, the horde of people out of the zone they're in, whatever you want to call it, limbo, or the, the time of waiting, into the gates of heaven with Jesus. Uh, it's an incredible thing. And, of course, that led all these events led up to that part of heaven opening, whatever time frame it happened in. And so it's, it's something of, of joy for us, at the same time of humility and, and great joy, and to help us carry the, to be able to carry the cross. So without further waiting, Joan, we'll go ahead and let you read the message for us today. Our Lady, Queen of Peace and Medjugorje's April 2nd, 2010 message given to Mariana on the Day for Nonbelievers. Dear children, today I bless you in a special way, and I pray for you to return to the right way, to my Son, your Savior, your Redeemer, to Him who gave you eternal life, Reflect on everything human, on everything that does not permit you to set out after my Son, on transience, imperfections, and limitations, and then think of my Son, of His divine infiniteness. By your surrender and prayer, ennoble your body and perfect your soul. Be ready, my children. Thank you. Our Lady, as Our Lady was leaving, Mariana saw a large golden cross behind her. 
And of course, many of us know, and many of you know, that the cross and to be crucified was a real degraded, depraved thing to happen to you. It was not something of exalted um, honor that, that we see now. And Our Lady, Our Lady purposely says something today when she gives this image, by God's grace, of the cross being golden. That this is what brings us to the light of heaven. Our crosses that we carry are the things that would merit that for us. It's not something, God, take this from me. God, take this from me. God, help me carry this. God, help me carry this is what you should be saying. Because that's when your character's formed. That's when you're tried by fire. And that's when gold is tested in fire. So in the persecutions, under difficulties, these are the greatest moments of your life. When everything's going for you, you reach a plateau and then things are relieved for a little while. You're not building character. You get lazy, spiritually lazy. When when the when are the peak times in your life you prayed? You can you could probably name four or five times that you really went into serious prayer quickly. You know, was it a sudden accident of a, of a family member? Uh, what was the cause of that, or or something horrible, horrific news with within uh, personally affecting you? Uh, people turn to God real quick th- during those times. When everything's going your way, you're making your money, you're making your way. It's it's, it's okay. But we played the song. Uh, I guess on the 25th, I'll pray for you, uh, which we did more of a humorous thing because uh, it talks about I'll pray the guy who walked in and um, to the church and hadn't been there a while, learned how to pray. And from the preacher, he started doing it for his spouse, or I guess a former spouse. And uh, I pray for a flower pot to hit you in the head. I pray for your brakes going out down the hill. <clears throat> but what's so funny is the lady said, today I'll pray for you. It's in the message. She says, I pray for you. Just like that. It's in there. And and I really was, we was doing the Station of the Cross, and Joan actually showed me this in the message. Hey, look what's right here. And, and we laughed. But, you know, I got thinking, when you go to conversion and everything's going good for you, suddenly nothing's going, nothing's going good for you. Why? Because God's bringing you to conversion. Your brakes may go out going down the hill because you're scared to death because Mary's praying for you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and, and you know, she said the message, God's... Uh, God's testing you even now in your harvest when they had two weeks of rain. And you're not talking, you may think that's not a big deal. Let me tell you, wine is the blood over in Medjugorje. They live for this. This is the life. This is the liquid of life to them. It's like their own blood. Everybody's got grape vineyards. Everybody makes a rakia. Every, they, they live this as part of their culture. It's not just, you know, some drunken commercial. It's just part of life. And so when you get a two weeks rain, a rain, weeks of rain, actually, if they had a nonstop two-week rain at that time, this was a real test for them. And Our Lady actually says this in a message. Even now when God's testing you in your harvest, because what was he doing? He was praying to take it away from them. That brace going down here was not going to give out. And so it, it really struck me today, this song is really true, that once you consecrate yourself to Our Lady, you're going to be purified. Her prayers for you are going to get you in some trouble. And so people wonder why, well, man, I had it better when I was just wild, a wild thing. And so um, we, we've got to realize that when you go through conversion, suddenly things that didn't bother you bother you, things that, that because you know you, you had to be purified from this. And so uh, when our lady says, I pray for you, we better watch out. And this message has enough watch outs in it that you better watch out. Uh, that doesn't mean it should be something this, this scary. It's just like when you... No good father is going to correct you. It's not something we want or pleasant, but it's good for you. So when our lady says, I pray for you, you better pay attention to that. And it's for your good. And it's probably going to cause you to build some character. And again, character is built during trials. So nobody wants that. I don't want that. I'm glad when they're always over. But our lady knows what I need at the right time at the right moment. So this message is a beautiful message in that sense. And and uh, we we got to look at things from her eyes and what does she what does she experience in in life as far as you know what was it like being at the foot of the cross and Jesus having that look on his face her standing at the foot of the cross uh, and what he was doing Our Lady says here I think it's in the message. Well, she talks about the way, but but it's really a new way, and make all new things, all, all things new again, and this is what Jesus did. Everything you know, he he had a beaded, battered body, desecrated, the the body of God, 
which was made all new on the resurrection day. And so this is what Our Lady has for us to make all things new again. And it's good to spend reflection time on, on really the gift of what we have and Our Lady coming to us every day because she's renewing the earth again to make all things new again here. Exactly how it's supposed to be. I'm right here. Can you hear my voice? My life, my love, my Lord, my baby boy. As they nail me to this tree, just know the Father. happens whatever you see whatever your eyes tell you has become of me this is not it's not the end I am making all things new again
now we're living in a time, a very sad time in our church where uh, there's been a real um, tragedy, sadness, and where scandal has, has hit. And I know the, I'm sure many of you know the Holy Father has been battling this very personally. And um, I wonder if you think that when she says today, by your surrender and prayer, ennoble your body and perfect your soul, that Our Lady is uh, in some way speaking to this particular situation. Above, um, you know, always she's speaking to many situations, but if, is she perhaps giving some direction in this message as well? Certainly. is without a doubt, 100%. I know those people say, well, wait just a minute. I didn't take it that way. Well, because you don't have to take it that way because you shouldn't take it that way because... This also means everything else. Everything these messages are applied to. So whatever's going on in the church, what's not going on in the church, what's going on in government, what's going on in politics, what's going on in industry, business, your personal life, your family, your school, your church, this message, Enable the Body, means many, many millions of things, to billions of things to billions of people. And those same people will mean something next year, even next month, something different. So when we're on the program talking about the messages, what they mean, we're giving an overall gist of, of, of where we are right now and some things and insights. But it does not mean this doesn't personally speak to you in something personal. The scriptures, when you read the Bible, can talk about historic events or could talk about something that would address generally the, the general populace. But then it may speak to you specifically. Or, or it, 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 The message is showing us, our latest message is, is showing us that scripture speaks to us personally. But they're twofold. They also speak to us at large. And, and, and threefold even because they, they can speak to us at the present time of what's going on in the events of the world at large. So at large people personally, uh, individual personally, and a, a, a large person uh, to a large group. And then speaking to us of events in the world. Uh, we, we lost that sense. And even today we still have a lot of this in the scriptures that it, well, you've got to know what it was real, what it meant 2,000 years ago. Baloney, the scriptures are alive. They speak to me. I don't have to accept just because Jesus says, Peter, you're my rock. Upon you, I'll be my church. That can apply to you for something you're doing. You may be building a foundation. You just hit a rock. You say, this is going to cost me a lot of money because you're building something for your house. And you say, God, this is going to cost me more money. And you can say, you go in your house, you read the book, and you open up and says, upon this rock, I'll build my church. Maybe you're supposed to build a chapel. Maybe that's what's going to happen. You can build a chapel inside that house, and I want an altar in there. Okay, God, we're going to put it this, and we're going to even uncover this rock, seam it around, and let it be exposed, just like the Mount Tabor rock. If you look underneath the altar, you can still see it. Or if you go to Jerusalem, you can see where Jesus wept uh, on the rock, sweated blood on the rock of agony. You can actually see that same rock. So the scriptures are alive. They're not dead. They're not historic and have no value to us. And neither of these messages, and this is what the, the whole world's opened up to us for. So yes, 100%, the Holy Father can take this message today, tonight, and apply it to things he's got to get jurisdiction and rule on, but also somebody else who's, who, who's playing football, who's wrecking the body and tearing it to pieces and thinking, you know, is this really a noble way? To, am I really ennobling myself? Uh, I know I talked to a priest a while back, and he says, he, he's, He's in his probably 60s, and he can't hardly walk because his knees are bad because he's running in football. You know, think about these things. So, yes, these messages are a template. We've spoken about this. We've, we've coined this phrase from here. They, they template over every single thing in life. So don't ever think that it doesn't mean what it needs to mean for the person reading it or at large for groups or on this radio, radio program that we're talking about what it means. So... You know, when I write, I, I pray just two revelations came to me this morning, which I don't. Well, if we got a break coming up, yes, yeah, okay, because I don't want to go in this until I know I got enough time to say it. But here it is, all these years. And our lady says, um, on December fourth, nineteen eighty-eight, she says, actually, this was given in the bedroom when Maria was with us. She says, I invite you to live the profoundness of the messages that I give. Everybody saying these messages don't mean anything. They're not that important. And yet our lady says, live the profoundness of the message. To the learned, to the, to, to the PhDs out there, 
you know, they have a difficult time with this because they're so simple. They don't mean nothing. And here it is. She's saying, live the profoundness of the message. Why? Because she literally is speaking to me and you and at large and the world. And all could be getting different messages. And at large, we can be getting the same message, just like we're discussing today or what I wrote today. August 25th, 2002. I am with you, little children, to help you comprehend my message. Well, wait a minute. Any PhD can read that and learn it and understand it. Is that true? No, it's, it's what, what's, what the learned don't realize and know is the deep secrets in these messages. There are secrets yet to be unlocked into the billions, billion of addressing you and your life hundreds of thousands of times throughout lifetime of people yet to be born, of how to live, what to do, and unlocking the scriptures for them. And so she's here to help us to comprehend her messages. And if they're that difficult, or if they're that simple, why would we need to have somebody comprehend something that most people think is for a first grader, and therefore it's beneath their dignity, their learned uh, and theology that they want to look at these messages. August 25th, 1993. Only by prayer can you understand and accept my messages and practice them in your life. You can't even start out living these messages. They're so simple, yet they're so difficult to live, to be so simple, that you have to practice them. And you're going to fail. Nobody For the first two or three years, nobody likes fasting. After you, after you live that way, and it's part of your life, it becomes actually routine. It's much easier, and if you get community around you, it becomes even more easy. At least I'm speaking for myself. I know some people in the community may not think that. But uh, generally, it's, it, it is. It becomes part of our culture. And we remember growing up, especially those who, who remember the Friday fast uh, that we still had in the church, that it was just our way of life. And that's what these messages are about. So only by prayer can you understand and accept my messages and practice them in life. So you got to start practicing these messages, even if you don't want to live them at this moment or can't live them because you don't have the strength. August 25th, 1997. Okay. Our lady says, Dear children, now you do not comprehend this grace, but soon a time will come when you will lament these messages. I've spoken very often about this message, and if they were simple and they were superficial, they didn't mean anything and they had nothing to say for us today, it's groundless to be lamenting for them. So that said... It's amazing to me that I've been involved with this so many years, and I took it to heart when our lady was in our bedroom, and I remember this, saying, live the profoundness of the message. I didn't know I was trying to still learn the profoundness, and I'm still trying to learn. And this morning, I learned something that I didn't know. And, it's, and I, I remember thinking about it. When I read it this morning, I got the call just after 3 o'clock this morning, got up, went in my library, sat down on the couch, made a fire because it was a cool spring morning, uh, went to prayer, prayed for the Holy Spirit to show me. Uh, we have four or five people over here at pre-press. We have two people in Medjugorje. We got a whole team up at that hour, getting ready for everything. Uh, our pictures, our, our captions, getting ready to do the whole whole thing. And I'm reading this message word for word. I wo- read a word and I stop, and I pray to understand the next word before it comes. And I and I, and I had this tendency to want to cheat, so I put a sheet of paper for the next line so I can't in the peripheral of my eye see below it. I want to be surprised by the word. And the Holy Spirit just impact me that way. So I'm reading this message, and, and I can remember uh, when I read something, and I thought, whoa, whoa, all these years I've been wondering about this. I've always wondered why Our Lady said uh, in a special way. You know, I, I remember actually asking Maria, what does she mean when she says in a special way? Maria didn't know. But I can often going back to this thought. Why does she say that? What, what is when she says a special way? I won't, I'm, I'm praying for you or something. What does that really mean? What What is she doing special about it? And I never understood it to this morning. And I've been praying for the last several days to comprehend the message. Show me the profoundness of the message. And I remember when I began to understand the message, I was going up in Mesogoria, up the mountains, both mountains every day, just to understand the message. Because she said to do that. She says, "Pray to comprehend my message, and I'll help you to understand it, little children." So when I began to do this and began to see things, I saw things that right underneath your nose all these years it comes out. And then suddenly, this morning our lady says, Dear children, today I bless you in a special way. And I thought, wow. 
because it really hit me when she said, I pray for you to return to the right way. And the word way really struck me. Special way. What is the way? The right way. And, and I remember our lady telling us in 1995 in a private apparition with Maria Maria there in Italy, uh, get hearts close to mind to a way of salvation. I knew back then that our way was the path of the culturalization of messages into our life. And so I looked immediately, or I looked this afternoon actually, to see when has our lady said it before, uh, a special way. 86 times she has said in a special way. In that regards to in a special way I'm praying for you, or I'm thankful for you being in a special way I'm thankful for you being here, uh, May 21st, 1996. Uh, your mother's calling you in a special way that these days, in a special way, she repeats it again. You are praying more. Okay, what is what is the what is the revelation? The revelation is a way. The way is special. The way she's given us in community, not, not in May thirty first, nineteen ninety five, was a special way of life. That's what we're living today. Is the culturalization of the message? I never saw this before. There's only one other time though that she said what she said today. In all the 28 years of apparitions, April 2nd, 2010, today, she says the words, Dear children, today I bless you in a special way. I pray for you to return to the right way to my son. The only other time she said, I bless you in a special way, was December 25th, 1989. A special blessing was given at that point. But she says, Dear children, today I bless you in a special way. That matches again today's words with my motherly blessing. She goes on later in the message and she says, For years I have been calling you to encourage you to a profound or to a profound spiritual life in simplicity. But you are so cold. Therefore, little children, accept a seriousness and live the message for your soul, not to be sad when I am not when I will not be with you anymore, and I will not guide you anymore. Like an insecure child in the first steps. First steps to what? To walk in the simple way. What's the simple way? Where did God ordain Adam and Eve to live? How did they live? We hear that there's an explosion of uh, in the our, our major network news uh, of subdivisions now coming up and building. Actually, which I've talked about this. We've always felt it's ludicrous to build a subdivision with 200 houses, 500 houses for a golf course. Put fruit orchards in. Cattle, pastures, let that be your amenities. Give things for kids to do. You can eat from it. And Lord and behold, this is starting to spring up everywhere. This is the Holy Spirit. Because we've been called to come back to what? A profound spiritual life in simplicity. We spoke yesterday about some of these things. What you can see when you're outside, and it's free. It doesn't cost anything. So this revelation to me was incredible that all these 86 times when she says special way, she's she's maybe doing something in a special way in a certain degree, but the way she talks about it, the way she says, a way she told us, a way of salvation. And that life is one that is templated on every aspect of your way you live with the message. And it's simple, a simple way of life, a life close to the soil, a life out of debt, a life free from the way the culture is going. The second revelation I saw today was, was just struck me again. I was just really amazed by it. Sarah and, I, and we, we have people sitting there waiting for Maria, uh, Mariana to come to the apparition. You know, five, 4 o'clock in the morning, 3 o'clock in the morning even. But people laying on blankets till f- at 4, waiting for the apparition five years later, or five hours later, rather. We know that these apparitions are set up at 6.40 in the afternoons, just after that. We start seeing the sun go down, and after, uh, because the times of the day change throughout the season, the maximum time to see the sun goes down is is generally six forty. For all seasons, it may get earlier, but when it goes earlier, daylight saving times changes, and it's pushed earlier, and so you can still see it at five forty. So you see the sun setting. Why? Because even that's a message. Why not six o'clock? Why not seven o'clock? Why six forty? It's twenty minutes to the hour. 20 minutes, your time's running out. Culture's time's running out. The sun is setting on the culture. It's going away. It's not going to stay here. And so these apparitions at a time, Lourdes was in the morning, 
Fatima was at midday. Medjugorje is in the evening, right before the sun goes down. But the big revelation that hit me this morning, I never saw this before, was that the day is dawning for who? Divine mercy right now, of course, is going on. But Our Lady's coming on the second of the month for what? For non-believers. And when is she appearing for non-believers? In the morning. They're waiting in the dark, coming to the light. It's awesome. That's a message. Nothing Our Lady does in her gestures is minus or is missed by the angels. They react. If she's happy, they're happy. If she even moves her hand, Maria says they flutter. Reacting. Don't tell me in any way, shape, form, or fashion that these apparitions for non-believers, which includes non-belief for us too, is in the morning showing that a new day is dawning for us. The sun is rising for non-believers. A great grace is going to come to the earth. A new love, the love of her son, the Redeemer. Her son, her, our Savior. This is exciting. It's, it's really tremendous exciting to see. And this is just things we know about. There's so many things to be unlocked in these messages that you have to learn to pray and comprehend them. past, God destroyed the sinful world in the waters of the flood. He chose Noah alone and his family to be saved upon the ark. Today, mankind is sinking in a whirlpool of sin, and it does not even know in what sin it is sinking. Who will save us from this whirlpool? Where is our ark to be found? Who is our navigator upon the stormy waves? The ark today is not of wood made by man, but rather in the opening of a motherly mantle, the star of the sea, Mary of Nazareth, mother of Jesus, the queen of peace, God's ark for us today, leading us to security to peace, to a future. Will you allow yourself to be saved upon this ark? A new ark, a booklet by a friend of Medjugorje, available on medj.com, spelled M-E-J.com, or call in the U.S. 205-672-2000, 205-672-2000. A new ark, by a friend of Medjugorje, available through Caritas of Birmingham. You're listening to Radio Wave with a friend of Medjugorje. Well, the... Revelations that are in the messages yet to be found are there. It's just like looking for silver. It's just like um, looking for gold. And suddenly you find it. You feel that. I feel like I found, I found two gold nuggets this morning. And thinking about this throughout the day. And uh, it's really exciting. One, one message I missed is July 30, 1987. Our says, Dear children, today I invite you in a special way to pray for the plans of God to be fulfilled. First of all, with you. So... The special way, the special way of life, the new way, get carts close to a way of salvation, and encompasses many, many things that we don't on the surface see. And if you're not going to pray, you won't discover that. You won't find these little treasures. But one thing we know that uh, Jesus is more precious than silver are diamonds. And we know for a fact that these words that I gave today has this gold just waiting to be found. You know, a special way, I pray for you to return to the right way to my son, your savior, your redeemer, to him who gave you eternal life. This is the treasure. This is what our lady wants us to find. She wants us to understand the value of her son.
Sometimes songs jar your memory and things that are precious or you remember something from long ago. I, I know <clears throat> not so long ago, actually, we were in Jerusalem and, and some of the community members and we were had been on Calvary and it's closed over a church. A church, the whole church of uh, the Holy Sepulchre is over Calvary, the place of the two crosses, three crosses. And you see where Jesus' cross was actually put into a hole in the rock. You can see and put your hand down at rock and it alters over it. You can bend down underneath the altar and and touch that. You walk down from that, and there's the stone they laid Jesus on. And then you just walk a little ways after that, then you have the tomb he was laid in. And of course, a priest told me, because they, they claim there's another tomb somewhere else, uh, many Protestants do, and he said, well, that's, that's false because the scripture says it's only a stone's throw uh, away. So it can't be where they say it is, the second tomb they have. But nevertheless, we knelt down and prayed on the stone Jesus' body was laid on after it was taken from the cross. And uh, we broke out in the song, More Precious Than Silver. And it was beautiful, the acoustics and everything. We were really singing from the heart. And a whole crowd, even the security, went over there and just stood around listened to the whole song. But it was a real touching moment for our hearts that, you know, here's Jesus laying. We're able to sing to him and, and just not, not, not like a choir in practice, but because we wanted to do that. And so uh, the message is, is just today we got silver from our ladies is, is showing us. And it's more precious than, than even silver in that sense because it's something that's given us away of our lady. Uh, I just wanted to, this was uh, something that hit me when you, when you gave this revelation today because you didn't share it with any of us before uh, the show. I was the one that y'all be surprised too. Yeah, it was pretty, pretty awesome. Um, but... I, I recalled a time when Our Lady appeared here uh, at Caritas. This was in 2001, and uh, she had 
uh, it was during the apparitions, December 10th through the 15th. And when Our Lady appeared, um, the first night that she came, right when Maria came, I'm just going to read this from Words from Heaven because it kind of goes into and confirms this revelation. Uh, But it says, um, For months the community had worked around the clock, literally, and Our Lady spoke in many more ways than just words, for she gave a sign that she too is with them around the clock. Our Lady's first apparition here for the December 8th to 14th event was private and took place at 8 p.m. in the bedroom, nighttime. Maria was not told beforehand what the time the apparition would be. Upon arriving at the house, they immediately began praying the rosary in preparation for Our Lady's apparition. So the 8 o'clock p.m. apparition coincided precisely with the finishing of the rosary. The December 15th apparition, the last apparition of the event, was at 8 o'clock a.m. in the bedroom, morning time. Our Lady chose the time on both of these occasions, six days apart from each other. Our Lady, in these six days, made a full circle, a completion, which yet again speaks to all, through men, nature, and so many things, quoting from her message of March 25, 1990. Her gestures are signs, their purpose to speak to all in order to lead all more deeply into conversion. Our Lady's coming at 8 o'clock p.m., and finishing her stay here six days later at 8 o'clock a.m. shows how she wants to bring all from night into the day, from darkness to light, from the haze to a new morning, for Christianity to the springtime. What made the founder ponder this in the first place was Maria's insistence immediately upon her arrival at his home that we must pray the rosary now, although Maria was not given a time for the apparition. With more than 85 apparitions in the community of Caritas, mostly in the bedroom over the years, Our Lady has never come at 8 o'clock a.m. nor 8 o'clock p.m. in the evening. Generally, times she has chosen have been 10.40 a.m., 5.40 p.m., or 10.30 p.m. These two apparitions that took place on December 10th and December 15th were spontaneous apparitions, uncommon. They were not planned and were at the discretion of Our Lady herself, She chose the time and the place both times, and from her actions came forth the understanding of what she wished all to understand through them. The community of Caritas is called to witness to others. Our Lady's 8 p.m. to 8 a.m. gesture speaks of her bringing all to a new dawn. Why can we, why do we uh, see these things or have these things? I think a lady, I don't think a lady really does these things because she, knows that we pay attention, we're paying attention, and we're teaching others to pay attention. <clears throat> These are things that's important. And a lady has a lot to reveal. People say, well, she's got a lot to say. Well, she'll be revealing things through these messages to the end of the world. Because, again, people need to be talked, people need to be counseled. And we've got, we've got a real lack of truth. We've got people that don't know truth. We've got people believing different contradictory things within the church. Bishops against bishops, priests against priests, congregations against priests. So... We don't have this unified thought of truth anymore. People knew, they knew things 50 years ago was wrong. Why? Because it was wrong. Today, people have the belief that something's wrong and the next person believes it's right. So we've got a, 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 a huge crowd ladies having to, to build to get us people into one thought, one mind, one heart. And that's what makes Jesus' joy complete. Be of one mind and one heart. Make my joy complete. And so we've had that experience with the lady in October of what year was that? 80, uh, 97, when she said uh, we had a private apparition in the mission house in Medjugorje. And he said, uh, I want you to be Jesus's joy to the, us, to the community. And so we, we've walked with the lady because we've paid attention to what she's doing. We believe her gestures. We see these things and we say, hey, take notice of this. And so there's no question it's just logic that when you see Lourdes early in the morning and you see Fatima at 12 noon and you see Medjugorje when the sun's setting, that from Lourdes to today, we've been deteriorating as a culture. And the sun is setting on the culture. I'm telling you, it's going away. W-A-Y. Away is defined throughout, the, throughout a thoroughfare for travel or transportation from place to place, an opening for passage, the course traveled from one place to another, route, a course. Leading in a direction or towards an objective, connected with or constituted an intermediate point on a route. 
The culture is going away, the way of darkness, and our lady is leading us away, the way of, to the light. And that's what was beautiful this morning to see these people waiting for the light and non-believers, and she's appearing in the morning. That didn't even fit the character of our lady's apparitions. It, it doesn't fit that. Here in, in the bedroom, she had many 1040 apparitions. Uh, but to, to be setting that time there in Medjugorje has meaning and purpose. And it's, it's, it's important to see these things. And if, it, and if it does, if you want to find them, if you want to pray, not, not trying to make something 15 out of 1, uh, it, it's there. It's, it's, and when you see it, you say, hey, this is real. Well, I know we're running out of time, and so I wanted to make sure um, you have the time to comment on what does our ma- lady mean when she says, be ready. <laughs> be ready. What does it mean when you say be ready? What are you trying to say, or what am I saying? When we're talking to each other, our words don't mean that much. Do you realize heaven came down today, and our lady says, be ready? Be ready for what? Well, we got to understand the character in which she would say things. What, what is she preparing us for? What is she, she says, I bring you into a new time when you get to know God more. When do you know God more? We just talked about it earlier in the program. When your character's been built. When's your character being built? When you're on trial. Through suffering, through difficulties, through crosses, those golden crosses, is when your character's being built because when you withstand that, you go through that suffering, then you are schooled in the spiritual life and understand things that you never would have done if everything was easy for you. And so if a lady's saying the words, be ready, it's not like my words. If I'm telling you, be ready, this doesn't mean anything. When heaven comes down, when a lady comes down from heaven, and I tell you, this reminds me of March 18th, 1987, when our lady said, uh, she spoke about the secret, she scolded us. And she says, you know, remember it's the message where she says that, you know, your, your tables are full and your neighbor's hungry, basically is what she said. And then she says, uh, I, I, I wish I could dearly, I dearly wish I could tell you more about the secrets, but already enough, but God would not permit it because already enough you've been told. I tell you, I can just imagine her. Come on, Father, please. Let me go down there and just say something. Give them something. See, it'd been different if this word was at the beginning of the message. Be ready. Today I bless you in a special way. I pray for the return to the right way of my son. Okay, she didn't. She got through the whole message, and she's given all this text. She ends by saying, "By your surrender and prayer, ennoble your body and perfect your soul." Then she ends. She said everything she's going to say as that last note. Oh, by the way, but it's not. That's that's mundane. It. She says, "Be ready, my children." Thank you. She ends it. Be ready for what? What do you sense about the world? Do you think there's something going on? Do you think there's trouble? People are not praying. People who are totally secular are believing that there's something wrong with the world. And so I've, I've spoken to non-believers. I've spoken to atheists. You have too. You, you deal with people who have trouble who believe or partially believe. But, and they all know there's something not right. And when you have heaven and us as believers seeing the Virgin Mary come down and says, for you to be ready, you better be getting ready. Don't, don't, you, you can take her words to the bank, not mine. This is not the same thing. And so we all have an opportunity to go to the Golden City. She wants us to be there and all this, the, the New Jerusalem, all the pain, all the tears we suffer from here. One day will mean nothing compared to what we'll be able to be forever with God in. And this is something, again, that we learn only by following the message in this time when things are so clouded that we can't really hear the voices and whispers of God.
song just speaks to us what kind of time we live in it says soon triumph will be opened offered up for mercy's hand another view from where you stand the doorway to another land the sweetest welcome from the father gathered up and carried home we are past the time of waiting come let us bow before your throne we'll meet in golden city of jerusalem it's really almost surreal what we have in front of us just a couple hours ago i was talking to maria it was late at night i'm going on 12 o'clock at her house uh, several Italians were there. I could hear them in the background talking. And, and, you know, just a few hours before that, she had the Virgin Mary in her chapel. You know, to, to think of 40 years ago that you could talk to somebody that just had an apparition in, in the sense of not what we read about s- some of the saints, but in the sense that what Ivanka was told at her last apparition, you and your, uh, you, you and your brothers and sisters have received... Uh, I think it's you. You and your brothers and sisters have received grace. No other, uh, no other has received in the world. And as they see Our Lady in such a way that they see them as Jesus was seen by uh, Peter, James, and John on Mount Tabor in a transfigured body. And Our Lady is, as the scientific tests recently show, they enter more of a deeper state of reality when they Our Lady leaves. They they come up out of reality to the reality of the earth. So it's something that is extraordinary, even in apparitions. And so talking to Maria, you know, you get insights. You get insights about talking. We talked for a little while, and she was actually yesterday was her birthday, so I was wishing her a happy birthday. And uh, and she was real joyful, but uh, we discussed some things about some things she's praying for us for, and knowing that she can go before Our Lady and talk to Our Lady about these things. I mean, who are we? Who are you? What kind of people? What are we experiencing? Are we savoring the moment? Those who come 100 years from now will savor the moments about these apparitions more so than we. Because anytime you live the moment of reality, it's not, it, it doesn't penetrate. Like history will show the magnitude of what the fruit of these apparitions will be. So I'll end you with that note. that Don't waste this time. As our lady said, use this time well. A lot of our time's wasted think about these messages ask to find the silver and the jewels in these messages change your life pray do what she asked today review and review this message until next time we'll be praying for you we love you and we wish you our lady <laughs>